Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Back by popular demand, we have with us New York State Assemblyman Michael J. Norris, an outspoken conservative Republican Assemblyman. He was elected in 2016 to the Assembly and re-elected in 18 and 20. His district includes parts of Niagara, Erie, and Orleans counties. As a member of the Assembly, Mike Norris has focused on improving our infrastructure, roads, bridges, parks, along with the library system in western New York. Mike Norris has also fought for stronger ethics laws, including pension forfeiture, supported a more open and transparent state government by sponsoring State Contracts Sunlight Act and championed legislation to expand coverage and opportunities for our volunteer fire service. So first I want to talk, and you're an attorney also, about this crazy cashless bail. I mean, we're seeing crime a double in uh, New York State, Western New York, and especially in New York City. I just watched the footage on Fox last night of a little shop owner who's being attacked um, by a man in New York City and uh, so he stabbed him and then his girlfriend stabbed the little shop owner a 65 year old man and then the man who defended himself has been arrested and could serve 25 years in jail but the woman who stabbed the shop owner has not been arrested. What has gone wrong with our judicial system, Assemblyman Mike Norris? Well, I think the most the most important thing to point out here is that the state legislature, primarily due to the downstate-driven majorities, adopted these so-called bail reform laws, where basically you don't get bail in New York State unless it's a egregious crime, uh, and this. It just caused a sense of recklessness uh, throughout uh, New York State. People are committing crimes, then they they get an appearance ticket to come back, and they're out on the street again. I happened to see Mayor uh, Eric Adams from New York City uh, yesterday on television talking about this, and he said this part of this is because of the laws that were adopted. I remember. He is a Democrat from New York City, and he's saying that. What we need to do 
is we need to repeal these uh, so-called bail reform laws that are on the books uh, that were passed by the downstate-driven majority because since they have been on the books, crime has gone up dramatically in New York State, primarily in, in the big cities, but also in the rural communities as well. So it is very important that we take action on this and a lot of that is going to happen, I hope, uh, with a sea change uh, in Albany to elect a Republican governor to restore balance back to the state of New York. That's what it really comes down to, uh, because in 2018, in the election of 2018, uh, before that, the Senate was Republican, the governor's office and the Assembly Democratic but then it changed, and it all went downstate-driven, Democrats in charge. And um, we've seen this massive change in Albany, not for the better, and it's just important that we restore uh, a common-sense government back to New York State, and that hopefully will, will take place with electing a Republican governor to restore that balance. And crime is a top issue, uh, something that we have to do, and we have to also restore additional judicial discretion. Our judges are elected uh, throughout the state of New York. Most of them are elected. They have the background. They have the knowledge of the community. And we need to allow them, the judges, the opportunity to set bail uh, on alleged criminals when they come before them and not hamstring those judges Uh, by the statutes that say they have to release them. Let's restore that discretion, really, to our judges who uh, will represent the community. And, you know, uh, in New York State, too, we're the only only state in the nation where they don't take into account the severity of the crime that was done when posting bail. It's basically used just to retain the individual to come back Uh, to the courtroom. Let's make sure that's a factor, too, um, that in the event that there is a heinous crime or there's a a crime or there's a pattern of crimes being committed, those judges have the tools in their toolbox to retain these uh, alleged criminals uh, subject to their trial um, to make sure that our safety is paramount in our communities. And that's what we need to do, and I'm going to continue to fight for that, uh, Brian, because it's very important to the people, particularly in upstate and western New York. Assemblyman Norris, a couple of years ago, uh, a madman came into a Texas church and started shooting people. I think this madman killed seven or eight people, but there was a parishioner in the church who had a concealed weapon. He took out the gun, and he killed the assassin. Maybe another 20 or 30 people could have been killed by this madman. Now we have uh, the U.S. Supreme Court is allowing concealed weapons. Isn't this the best way to stop a violent domestic terrorist to have people with concealed weapons at events to shoot and kill somebody who's mentally ill, deranged? The, 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 The Second Amendment is in our Constitution. It's enshrined there. And individuals should be able to bear their their arms. And 
you're absolutely right about the Texas shooting that you just mentioned, because individuals uh, want to have a concealed uh, pistol, for example, um, to protect themselves, but also to protect others. And uh, as you know, uh, recently, uh, there was a great overreach uh, in New York State uh, by the governor and the downstate-driven majorities to put in uh, a very comprehensive, uh, I believe, attack on our Second Amendment rights uh, for individuals to possess uh, their pistol concealed uh, in what they so-called sensitive places. There's about 20 of them that now will prohibit an individual from having their concealed weapon in these places, which include a house of worship, for example. Um, also, the parks. This was discussed during the debate extensively. You know, the Adirondacks is a major park of public and private lands, and individuals could be up there. They could be on a hiking trail or whatever, and they won't be able to have protection of, of their weapon now. Also, other places, a public sidewalk, for example. Uh, also, any gathering of individuals who are collectively expressing their rights to assemble. Assemble. Maybe the, maybe a, a bunch of um, law-abiding Second Amendment supporters want to get together to assemble at a rally or at a meeting. They, they will be unable now to have uh, their concealed weapon. Um, so I, I really do believe that this is an overreach. Uh, law-abiding citizens in New York are going to be are just under attack. Uh, they they need they they want their weapons for a sense of uh, protection. Um, they're entitled to it by the Constitution. And uh, I was very proud, by the way, to vote against uh, this legislation that came forward because it strictly is an attack. Uh, on our Second Amendment rights, I believe uh, strongly that this law will be ruled unconstitutional when it goes uh, through the court system. There's multiple lawsuits uh, being proposed and will be filed, and I'm confident that following the Brown, the Brown decision that the U.S. Supreme Court just put down, which allows individuals to possess their concealed weapon for their protection, I also believe that it will probably take some time that this law that was uh, just put on the books here in New York, which I voted against, uh, will be ruled unconstitutional. Well, also, if somebody's on a hunting trip and has a concealed weapon and there's a wild animal such as a, a wolf or a grizzly bear, <laughs> I mean, isn't it sensible to have a gun if a, an animal attacks you? During the debate, they, they it was discussed. They said, does the black bear know whether or not you've got a gun or not? Uh, and it, it, But it was a real serious question yeah. because they want, you know, they want to be able to protect. They're out in the wilderness, up in the Adirondacks. There's black bears up there. They want to be able to protect themselves um, you know, and, and for, their, for their safety, not just with an animal, but you know, there could be um, um, uh, someone who, who, who tries to attack them, an individual. And all, all that is, is is to make sure that they have a level of protection. Uh, these are law-abiding citizens. They understand. Many of these individuals have been uh, uh, hunters. 
They've had a concealed permit for many, many years. Uh, one of the questions during the debate right on the floor was, does, not for me, but from remember, does my 77-year-old father now, who has had a pistol permit for over 50 years, mm. do they have to go to the 16-hour training? Ridiculous. And then two, yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Then a two-hour live training. This this gentleman, I'm sure, uh, has, has, has been law-abiding for a long time. He knows how to responsibly use their weapons. He probably learned from his father and his grandfather for generations. And it's just ridiculous. These are law-abiding citizens. It's attacking our Second Amendment rights. And, uh, I, you know, I, I voted against it. Uh, this, this law and, what, and what about the criminal who was attacking you with a knife or even more sophisticated weaponry than the sheriff's department at? They didn't go to any training course. No, no. <laughs> and they're getting these guns uh, illegally or on the black market yeah. or whatever they are. Yeah, and and, and and then they can get out on on bail. We we're just talking about that, or, or, or no bail could just cash the cashers bail. Yeah, um, something is really wrong yeah. with the priorities here in New York, and uh, it, it really it really needs to be changed. For those who've just tuned in to the Rusk Report, you're listening to the Bet 1520 as we blanket 17 states and much of Canada. Drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, the Bet 152500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia, New Zealand. We'd like to hear from you. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guests, Ambassador Ronald Gidwitz and son of former Governor George Pataki, Owen Pataki, who's written uh, many books. We have coming up, Educator Steve Harvey, bonding executives Joe and Sam Cardinale with Worldwide Bonding, all on the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520. Little plug here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Eagle newspaper has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Eagle. The Ampol Eagle is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Some more information about New York State Assemblyman Michael J. Norris. As co-chair of the Learning for Work Minority Conference Task Force, Mike Norris has advocated for greater emphasis on vocational job training opportunities and enhancing skill career paths for students. That leads me to the next question. Uh, there's a very altruistic proposal to cover the Kensington Expressway. The cost is $1 billion for one mile. I repeat, it's not a million. It's $1 billion dollars of taxpayer funds. Wouldn't this $1 billion help East Buffalo and the African-American population more if we had, as you're involved with, job training, employment counseling, uh, vocational training for that population in that area than wasting a billion dollars to cover a highway? 
Wouldn't that be better spent to help those young people? It, it's it's all about priorities when you look at this. And, and when you look at the state budget, too, I want to touch upon this. Sure. Two, $220 billion, okay? That's what our state budget is in New York State. When you take the uh, budgets of Texas and Florida and you combine them, it does not even equal how much New York spends. We spend more than the two of them combined. And listen, you, we all know they have just as many issues and situations down there uh, as we do up in New York. So it's all about priorities. Over the last four years, as I mentioned earlier in the program, since the downstate-driven majorities dominated by the Democratic one-party rule took over, our state budget has gone up over 25% uh, over that four-year period to the tune of $45 billion. Increase, $45 billion in just four years. As the population goes to maybe some of the states who are listening out there right now, uh, it's not people in New York, okay? They, they want to stay here. Their families are here. Their roots are here. Uh, we're just talking about the, the, the great Polish community right here mm -hmm. in western New York. Uh, which I'm I'm proud of, you know my my mom's maiden name is Lepkowski, so I good. It's we like that. Right? We like we that. Like um, but but the point of it is is that we want to stay here. It's not because you know we're, we've adjusted to the weather, but people cannot afford to live here. The spending is out of control. Our property taxes are out of control. Our income taxes are out of control. Everything is out of control, and we must go back to the basics and make real investments into our infrastructure which is very important, uh, reasonably, in terms of making sure our, the current roads are fixed, our water lines are fixed, the things that we need, and then focusing on our education and learn-to-work programs. Now, you mentioned about the billion-dollar proposal. for the billion dollars for one mile, one for mile. One, for one, for one yeah. mile. Yeah. When you look at, at the budget of our priorities, let's make sure that we are investing in our education system uh, primarily. Now, I, I often say this. Uh, one of my brothers, I come from a family of four boys, uh, went to BOCES and got his electrical training. He got a trade. Mm -hmm. he, 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 he was a, an okay student, okay? But you wouldn't want me touching your electrical plug, to be honest with you, okay? I'm, as you said, I'm an attorney. Uh, but he knows how to do this. And there is a tremendous need. I know this from the task force that we conducted all throughout the state, that we need uh, jobs in plumbing, uh, electrical, all these types of trades, it's critical. Also, uh, you look at the nursing shortage right now as well. These are very technical jobs now have come about. So I believe strongly that we need to continue to invest in our learn-to-work programs where people We'll have good paying jobs. I will share a short story. We were out in the Mohawk Valley on this task force, learning to work. Our, our minority conference led by our great leader, uh, Will Barkley, the Republican leader. Fine of the man and a son of a great man, Ambassador Barkley. Yes, very, yes, very. Both of them, and unfortunately, Ambassador passed away recently, but both of them are great men. And we were there, and there was a superintendent of schools. Uh, I go back. There was a student who got up first 
19 years old, went to be a crane operator, fought with his mother. I don't want to. She goes, you have to go to get a four-year degree. You have to do that. I'm going to put you on that path. He goes, no, Mom, I want to go become a crane operator. So at 19 years old, he got certified. He's making $65,000 a year because they put him on the right track. So the mother, the, this lady gets up, says, I'm his mother. I also happen to be the superintendent of schools in the rural school district. And it was awesome because she says, listen, we've been so focused uh, for many, many decades now, making sure everyone's on this track, four-year degree and so on and so forth. But there are good-paying jobs, and there's a need out there. Yes. And uh, so that's something that we have a very comprehensive proposal on. You can Google it. It'll come right up. Uh, you can go right to my, my website, Google Michael Norris, New York State Assembly. It will come up on my website. The Learn to Work Task Force, we have many recommendations to make sure we educate people early on I'm talking about the 7th, 8th, ninth grade, exposing the parents, the educators to these job opportunities. And you, and, and, and we know at an early age whether or not someone is really good with their hands or they're more towards doing puzzles or those types of things, um, and we need to do that. And, and that's, that's certainly uh, where my priorities are, uh, making sure that we focus on a learn to work because those are investments for the long term in our workforce, in our economy, and then, by, by the way, reducing taxes because all of those individuals who get these good-paying jobs will end up paying taxes, and hopefully we'll see the reduction of taxes on the flip side. We're learning a great deal from a very well-educated, constructive, positive New York State Assemblyman, Michael J. Norris. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, northern Florida, or Montreal, drop us a note. At the Bet 1520, please write to Brian Rusk at the Bet 1520-500, Corporate Parkway Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from Canadian and European listeners. A little bit more information about Assembly member Mike Norris. He serves as chairman of the Minority Conference, ranking minority member of the Election Law Committee, member of the Rules, Ways and Means, Transportation and Judiciary Committees. Assemblyman Norris has also previously served as a member of the Aging, Cities, Health, Higher Ed, Tourism, Parks, Arts, and Sport Development Committees. Uh, very well regarded New York State Assembly member Michael J. Norris. We were talking about the Route 33, the billion dollars for one mile. There was a proposal for years to knock down the Skyway. And that proposal was dropped in 15 seconds when hundreds of people in Hamburg showed up at a meeting and said, oh, I don't want to spend another half an hour extra time going to Buffalo without the Skyway. So let's talk a little bit about um, um, the situation in New York State with the loss of population. We have 8 or 9% state income tax. You go to Florida or Texas, there's no state income tax. We have the highest exodus of people leaving New York State. When is this nonsense going to stop, Assemblyman Mike Norris? Well, it's going to stop when we restore common sense government back to Albany. And that's what I continue to push forward uh, back to the basic plan we just talked about, those, in those investments. Uh, and we can do that by electing a Republican governor this fall. Uh, that will restore the balance. It will drive negotiations back to the middle uh, instead of this 
far-left, progressive, New York City-driven agenda, which is encompassing all of New York State. That is what we need to do. And I encourage everyone to make their preparations right now to how they will be voting uh, in this coming election in November. I will tell you, there are many options available for individuals to vote. First of all, get registered if you're not. You can Google New York State Board of Elections, go right to their website and register. Very, very important. You do that to your local Board of Elections. Then, uh, in New York State this year, you're able to obtain an absentee ballot, uh, basically with no excuse, though that was voted down by the voters. I voted against it. It's still law. If you want to get an absentee ballot, you can start doing that very soon, and you can uh, do that by checking the temporary illness box because of the fear of the coronavirus. That is a legitimate reason for you to get an absentee ballot. If you are out, uh, other reasons are if you're at uh, school, if you're uh, traveling, you're on vacation, prepare now before you know it. November 8th will be here. Also, there are 10 days of early voting uh, that take place before Election Day. And you can go out to your early voting site. And, of course, you can go right to your polling site on Election Day. But it is very important that you exercise your right to vote this year. If you don't like what's happening with Washington, with inflation that's out of control, our gas prices are completely out of control, you go to the grocery store. I went the other day, you know, to get one bag of groceries was almost $100, one bag. It would have been half that two years ago. Half of that two years ago. If you're angry, uh, you, you, listen, make sure you go out and vote. And that's how you can change things. Everyone gets the same vote. It doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States, if you're Mike Norris, or if you're just uh, a farmer in the fields of western New York. If you're registered, every vote is equal. So make sure you, you, you take those preparations right now. Mark it on your calendar and make a point to go out and to vote. Another thing I will mention, there's always a need for poll workers. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're in New York State or another state throughout our nation listening mm-hmm. to this. You can contact your Board of Elections. Just Google it for the county you live in. Uh, ask to speak to one of the commissioners or their, their poll worker coordinator and tell them, I would like to do my civic duty. I would like to volunteer to be a poll worker on election day and oftentimes you get paid in, in many states and i know they do uh here in new york as a former elections commissioner as the ranking member of the election law committee uh, i believe it's very very important uh, to participate in the democratic process and uh, i encourage you all make sure you register to vote and make your preparations now to uh, get your ballot or to vote on election day in new york you can do that by an absentee ballot this year uh, you can do that by early voting or right on uh, election day. That's how we can change uh, how this direction is going. As I mentioned before, this state budget, I voted against the last four state budgets. Good. It has gone up 25%. We cannot afford this anymore. And when you look at our Medicaid spending, our Medicaid spending is over $90 billion crazy. Dollars crazy. in New York State. It's absolutely crazy. So please, get out there. Get out there and vote. Make your voice heard. And that's how we can change our system. I'd like to thank very much New York State Assembly Member Michael J. Norris for joining us. A very uh, productive, uh, conservative, bright state legislator with a heck of a lot of common sense. 
Again, any thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, Bet1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Amherst, New York, 14226. And special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years. Thank you for teaching us so much. New York State Assemblymember Mike Norris. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.